Hi everyone. Um so this is my third time trying to record this. The first time my phone died. The second time um it apparently just stopped recording in the middle of me recording. So hopefully this one will work. Um this is the Shinzo X listener. I'm combining Riley FRF and Kennedy. Um it will be X she they listener. Um your quirk in this is called dragon. You have dragon scales um, around your arms, back, legs, and like pretty much very east. Simple areas around your body. Um, they're in the hollows between your cheekbone and your jawbone as well. Um, you can control them. But like you can make them do things that you want them to. Um, you have horns coming from your temples down to below your shins and then from the top of your forehead uh, going straight up. Um, Your hair, eyes, and scales along with your wings change colors due to your mood and you do have dragon wings. Quirk is called dragon, by the way. Or or emotional dragon. Um, Yeah, so let's get this started. You can twit you continue tweaking the last gauntlet of Bakugo's hero costume before May barges in. Why in? Why in? She says. I got you something. The best thing she could have gotten you is more reactors and tools to continue helping with the economically with the economic advanced system that you were creating, making it to where all pollution and bad fossil fuels and gas and everything like that can be removed from the earth. It was your main goal for your entire life. Is it another economical reactor? You ask happily. No, she says. But it's something that could get you closer to Shinzo. You say, shh. How am I supposed to know that? She rolls her eyes. Oh, here, she says, handing you the paper. You read through it. See your wrist braces, ankle braces. Hmm. Tight costume. Controllable scarf. Metal mask connected to earpieces that can connect to any device. (laughs) You continue reading through. Okay, what's my deadline? Oh, two days, she says. Make it two hours. I'll tell you when to go write it down. But I'm going to need my earbuds, so go get them out of your workshop. I left them there last. Let me finish Bakugo's hero costume and ship it off. She smiles and nods, and then runs out. You finish tweaking the last gauntlet and test it out quickly. It works perfectly, and you put it in the box with the other one. You then very quickly add... The arm pads that absorb his nitroglycerin sweat to the box and ship it off to Class 1A's teacher, Shota Ozawa. You then reread what you need from Shinzo's list. You very quickly go to the. Freak, what's the word? What's the word? Um, the. 
I'm sorry guys, I can't speak. The equipment rack. You grab three pieces of metal, some wiring, and a sturdy scarf. Then you walk over to the special equipment's room, which very few people have access to. Put in your code handprint and make yourself numb to wear so you can put in your eye memory scan and then walk in. You grab the special fibers for the scarf and then grab the special Bluetoothing piece as well. You very quickly continue. You walk out and go over to the clothing rack, reading the sizes off of the paper. Your, the tips of your horns, eyes, your hair, and all of your scales are in, have turned blue, meaning that you're very focused. It's an ocean blue. So when Hatsume sees you, she knows to be very careful. She walks over right next to you as you're pulling the clothing that you need from the rack. Got everything? She asks. You can hear footsteps from a mile away, and you nod. Mm-hmm. You quickly walk back over to your workbench. And say, all right, go start it now. Hand me my earbuds. She hands you your earbuds, and you quickly put them in your ears. They're no bigger than the size of a pea. You created it. You created them yourself. They were your first creation. You quickly put them in your ears and then add them. And then uh, turn on your music. As you continue to work, as you continue to work, nothing else in the entire world means anything. The music in your ears makes it much easier for you to work and focus on the task at hand. As you're working, the first thing you decide to start with, the first thing you decide to start with is the scarf. You take the needle out of your hair that you always keep there. You enjoy sewing and so you keep the sewing, a sewing needle in your hair as to make sure you always have something if you need to sew. You begin to sew the fibers into the scarf you picked out. It's gray like Azawa's and work and should ugh, sorry and should work rather well. As you continue to as you finish sewing, you look at the time. You still have an hour and a half. You quickly walk over to the metal that you picked out. You observe every piece and, and particle to make sure that it will be perfect. You begin creating the ankle braces and the wrist braces. As you continue to work quickly, you finish in record. You finish with those a lot sooner than you would originally expected. As soon as they're done, oh sorry I got a little lightheaded. 
You begin working on the mask, adding in the Bluetooth pieces as he asks for specifically. As soon as you have the wiring down, you quickly decide to make the design for the mask a little different than normal. Once it's done, once it's done, you quickly add it to the costume and test it. Putting it on for testing. It Bluetooths to your it Bluetooths to your phone with ease, and you smile. Perfect. You then continue to work once again. Trying out, go back to testing things out once again. You test out the ankle and wrist braces. The ankle braces are perfect, but you need to add a few more tweaks to the wrist braces. Since that's where his main issue is when he work too much. As you begin to work once again, you look at the time. You have a half hour left. You like to challenge yourself, and that's why you give yourself such limited time. Thankfully, you didn't do this with Bakugos just because you had seen what he wanted and knew that you could not make that possible in a limited amount of time. You continued working. You continued to work. And once you were done, you tested the braces out again. Perfect, you thought to yourself. Once you added them all together, you put them in a box and and sent them to the teacher of 1B. Sorry, I don't know the teacher's name. Once it shipped, your alarm goes off for your time limit. You pull out your earbuds and smile. Already done. Hatsume skips in. Already done? You smile and nod. She sighs. The way you do things stresses me out. Says the one who will finish an entire radioactive bomb in two minutes. Hatsume rolls her eyes. You're being exaggerative. It takes at least five, she says simply. Your mouth gapes open. That's still not a good thing. Eh, maybe not to you. You roll your eyes and pack up, knowing that it's about time for you to go home. Your phone begins to ring and you see that it's an unknown caller. Hmm, you think? Who could this be? You answer it anyways and say, this is, this is why and how can I help you? Oh, didn't expect you to answer so quickly. Hey, Wyan, it's Shinzo. Oh, hello, Shinzo. Is everything all right? Yes, it is. I was impressed with how quickly you finished my hero costume. I gave you over two days. 
Oh, yes, I'm highly aware, you say. I just like to give myself a bit of a challenge from time to time. So I made sure that I got it done sooner. Especially since you're being transferred into class one nice so soon. Oh, well, thank you, he says. Um, I was wondering if you and May would possibly want to go out with me and a few of my friends to the bar tonight. Your face heats up and you be, and your heart flutters as you quickly walk around. May knows exactly what's going on because she's sitting there silently and listening. Yeah, sure. We'd love to. Uh, where do you want us to meet you? Um, hmm, he says. The cafe in downtown Tokyo. Will that work? You write it down quickly. That's perfect. We'll meet you there. All right, I'll see you in a little while, he says. All right, see you. The phone clicks, and you know that he's hung up. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh! You get super excited. May looks at you. We don't have time to go back to your apartment. Crap, you think. She smiles. But we have someone who storms here. You know exactly who she's talking about. Mina! You say. You both rush over to Class 1A's dorms. Boy, what are you two doing over here? Bakugo says. Oh, shut up, Bakugo. You, Bakugo, and Deku have been best friends since y'all were little. We need to see Mina. Where's she at? Deku chimes in. Bedroom, but all of the girls are in there. He stops dead. Why do you need Mina this late? Um, you say, emergency. Anyways, you quickly rush over to her room and knock on the door. Mina! Clothing emergency. She quickly opens up. It's about dang time y'all got here. She says, what do you mean it's about dang time? Exactly what I said. She says, pulling the both of you in. Shinzo already told me that y'all were coming over. That y'all were going out with him. What? Shush, she says, and hand and hands you a bag. Put these on. There's makeup as well, but only put on a little bit, she says. You nod and take the bags. Oh, and by the way, good luck, she says. You roll your eyes and quickly walk into her bathroom to change. As soon as Hatsume gets done, you do her makeup and yours as well. I really don't think this is a good idea. You begin thinking through everything that could possibly happen. I swear to God, if you start trying to ruin this, she says, enough. We are going out tonight. We are going to have fun and you are going to see your crush. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You do not get to say no to this. You do not get to get, you don't get to get out of the free card. You do not pass go and you do not collect 200. You are going with us. You roll your eyes. Fine, fine. You say, 
And quit using monopoly terms. That's some weird U.S. thing. You say. She shrugs. Yeah, but it's still kind of fun. You roll your eyes. As you finish her, her makeup. As soon as her makeup's finished, you apply... You apply yours... And walk out. Nina looks you up and down and says, perfect. You're wearing black ripped jeans with black fishnets under them. Along with... Along with a purple crop top with a black cat on it. Which was one of your... Which was your favorite animal in the whole world. And then... And then you had a light bit of purple eyeshadow on with your usual black lipstick and and the black cat eye that you usually did. Hatsume was then wearing a pair of Blue, ri- blue jeans that she had, that had obviously been torn on purpose with nothing under them with a pink crop top that had a wrench on it. Her favorite tool. You'd learn that the first day you'd met her. Because she tried to fix everything with a wrench. Mina nodded. Perfect. She then very quickly began to usher the both of you out. Now go, she said. As soon as y'all walked out, you looked at the time. Crap, we're going to be late, he said. There's no time to get a cab, an Uber, or anything. How are we supposed to get there on time? You begin to wonder. Hotsmith has on her thinking face. Oh, I know. We can... Go back to the lab. I have something I finished. You nod to yourself. Are you sure it's working? She nods. They work like a dream, but only because you fixed them last week. True. Y'all quickly run back to the workshop. You're in combat boots and maids in her usual work boots. So it's not hard. As soon as y'all get back, y'all put in y'all's codes and run in. You both get to you both get to her workbench. She has the jet boots that she had just finished with you last week sitting there. You had to change the the thrusters so that way they were eco-friendly and to where they used air instead of fire and then you had to fix the coordinators as well she quickly put them on and said we can fly perfect she quickly attached them to the bottoms of her boots good things good thing these aren't heavy you nod mm-hmm then both very quickly even both very quickly continue to run out the door as soon as 
You'll get there. As soon as y'all get out the door, she taps her shoes together, and y'all begin, and she begins to hover. Ready? She nods. Y'all begin flying across the night sky. Ugh. As y'all continue to fly, y'all see downtown in sight, and you see Shinzo and his friends waiting there. You look at the time. Y'all still have five minutes to get there. Y'all very quickly land about a yard in front of the group. <sighs> land about a yard in front of the group. And greet them. Hi, everyone, she said, May says with excitement. You smile and wave at everyone. Your hair and wings have both already turned it a shade of red. You see Kendo? You see Kendo, Monoma, and Tetsu Tetsu all there. Monoma looks at you. Isn't your hair white? He says, Oh, only when I'm in a numb state. You say simply. What does that mean? He says, You roll your eyes. Never mind, you say. My hair changes colors with my mood. What does red mean? Nunya. What's Nunya, he says. None of your business. You all begin to walk to the farm. You, Kendo, and Hatsume are having a great conversation while Tetsu Tetsu, Monoma, and Shinzo are all talking about something that you're not really worried about. You don't even realize it, but the next thing you know, you're already in the bar, sitting on a bar stool with a shot glass of tequila in your hand. You take the shot, and as you all continue to talk, Hatsume then stands up and says, Yen, listen. You say, to what? She says, shh, listen. You then begin to hear the song that's playing. You say, let's go. Hatsume grabs your hand and drags you onto the dance floor. You taking Kendo and, T- Kendo and Tetsu Tetsu with you. And Hatsume grabbing the others. As soon as you all... As soon as you all... Get to the dance floor. You begin dancing. It's been a while since you've danced, but... You can still dance like no other. You and Mamie are having a great time. And the others are starting to have an amazing time too. Eventually y'all are all danced out and you walk back over to the bar. It looks like the bartender that had been serving y'all had already left for the night and there was a new one. He was around y'all's age. He looked up he looked up to see who was there and saw you and then smirked. 
Hmm. He said. After resting for a little bit, you all, you all decided to continue the day. Ugh, me. Sorry. You all continued to dance. Suddenly, there are two hands on your hips. You didn't know who, whose they were either. Quickly turned over and looked. Excuse me, he said, looking at the bartender whom had been serving you. What do you think you're doing? He says, oh... Um, he stutters. I was dancing with you, he says. Get your hands off me, you say, trying to struggle out of his hold. Knowing this, you flap your wings. It will most likely cut him, which means you could easily get away, but you don't want to get sued again. After the last time you did that, the very you did not need to deal with that again. You continue to struggle when suddenly a hand grabs your wrist and spins you into the grasp. It was Shinzo. She told you to let her go. He said. In a tone of voice that, oddly enough, was slightly scary. The bartender looked at him. Oh yeah, what are you gonna do? He looked at Shinzo for a second longer and gasped. I know who you are. You're Hitoshi Shinzo. He said. And? Said Shinzo. Couldn't even get into class 1A. And you got beat by a kid that was originally thought to be quirkless. He said simply. Now that made your blood boil. No one talked about Deku like that, or Shinzo. You stepped in, making sure everyone was far enough away from you for you to be able to spread your wings. As your wings spread, you got your horns flared a bright crimson color. That's enough, you said. Messing with me is one thing. Bringing my friends into the mix is another. You said simply. He rolled his eyes. Oh yeah? And what's a girl like you gonna do, hmm? Get mad and throw a drink on me. He seemed unamused. But what you did next was even more unexpected. You lowered your head down to where your horns were facing him. You flapped your wings and said, move or I will hurt you. He rolled his eyes. Go ahead, princess, he said mockingly. Fine, you said. Instead of stabbing him with your horns, which would take hours to clean, you stood up, your tail swishing behind you. See, I knew you wouldn't do anything. He said, oh, I'm not doing nothing. 
he said. I'm just using a different tactic. Your tail swooshed out from behind you and grabbed his ankle, lifting him up in the air. Scales from your arms and cheeks then hammered into his stomach. Now leave, you said. He looked like he was about to puke. You would use the flat side of your scales as to not cause a scene, but it was too late for that. At least he wasn't bleeding. He would only have severe bruises. You were rather mad about how the night had turned out, as this guy was rather annoying. You all, you dropped him and he scurried away quickly. You grabbed your shot glass and downed it. You guys can stay the night at my place, he said. That way you don't have to deal with the Zala yelling at y'all about getting drunk. You smiled at Shin- and then you smiled at Shinzo. Thanks, he said. What a friend's for. He said. He seemed kind of sad about the statement, though. You shrugged it off. You all walked back to your apartment, which wasn't that far. And... When you got there, you got every. You unlocked the door. Shinzo then walked up to you. Hey, Wyan, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, just let me get everybody settled in, you said. You put Tetsu, Tetsu, and Monoma on the couch, and then Meimei and Kendo in the guest bedroom. You told Shinzo that he could take your room and that you would sleep in the chair in your room. That he could take the bed and you would sleep in the chair in your bedroom. He tried to tell you no, but eventually gave up. You finished getting everyone settled in, and once everyone was asleep, he walked out onto the balcony with Shinzo. What is it? You said. It began to become a stuttering mess. I said, Wyan, I, I like you, Wyan. He eventually got out. And I get it if you don't feel the same way. You cut him off immediately, jumping onto him, wrapping your hand, wrapping your arms around his neck, lifting yourself up lightly with your wings, and kissing him. The kiss was long, sweet, and passionate. And you didn't want it to end. But eventually you had to break the kiss for air. When you broke the kiss, he said, well, I guess I'll take that as a yes. You smiled and nodded your head. It's a yes. You said simply. You'll kiss again, long and passionate, until you both went back inside. You went to go to the chair, but Shinzo wrapped his arms around your waist, picked you up, and put you in the bed with him. You didn't protest. You just asked if you could take off your boots. 
He nodded, allowing it. You very quickly crawled onto the edge of the boots, onto the edge of the bed, and took off your work boots. You took your earbuds and put them on your nightstand along with your phone, the eyeliner, and lipstick, and then quickly ran to the bathroom. The bathroom was connected to the closet, so you quickly changed into pajamas and washed off your makeup. Then went back. Then went back into your bedroom. Shinzo was waiting for you propped up on one arm. You laid down next to him, and there was about a foot between you. He did not seem very happy with this, as he wrapped his arm around your waist again and pulled you into him. You rolled over, laying your hands on his chest and nuzzling into him. You fell asleep that night. You fell asleep, cuddled into the guy that you had wanted to date since the first time you'd ever seen Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I know this probably wasn't the best, but uh, I hope, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm sorry that it was not posted sooner, but yeah. Um, I will be doing a Jiro Smut and then a Shinzo X Hebe listener next. So, I think the Shinzo X Hebe listener is going to be a little bit shorter, possibly. Or one of them, one of them is going to be shorter. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, bye. Hi everyone, I'm back. Um, so this one's going to be a Jiro X Shive listener. Um, I am. This one is going to have smut in it, so that's sexual content. If you do not like it, um, I would advise you click off or um, do not um, or like. Uh, I'm sorry. Or do not listen to this post. Um, but anyways. Sorry with all the ums. In this, your quirk is called, um, once again, sorry, it's called Android. So, you can do pretty much anything any electronical device can do. So, you can turn up sounds and turn them down. It's really cool. And parts of your body are metal because of the explosion you were in when you were little. Anyways, um, I hope you enjoy. And yeah, so, see ya. Sorry, not see it. Let's get this started. I'm out of it. Sorry. Um, you walk into the bar and began drinking. You had finished producing another song with your band and you were absolutely exhausted. And what better way to go to sleep than get hammered? You didn't have to deal with any more meetings or anything else for the next week. So you might as well enjoy yourself. You ordered an entire bottle of vodka and an entire bottle of tequila. You mixed the two of them and took a shot. It was super strong, just the way you liked it. 
as you continue drinking, a girl with purple hair and ox cords from her ears sat next to you. Hey there, beautiful, she said. You looked at her. She looked familiar from somewhere, but she couldn't but you couldn't pinpoint it exactly. Hi, you say, waving your hand and dousing yourself in, in another combo shot. Holy cow, she said. You're mixing vodka and tequila? You smile and nod, biting into the lime that, biting into one of the limes you had sitting in a bowl next to you. You already had a slight buzz, and you'd already gotten through a quarter of each of the bottles. Well, you must have had an awful week. You look at her and nod. Music production is not the easiest. You say, smiling. You then... You then very quickly continue to douse yourself in your shots. Mind if I join you? She asks. You shake your head. Be my guest, you say. Eventually, you're finished with both the bottles. Have a, a bowl of lime peels next to you. And enough shot glasses to fill up the back room. You're giggling and laughing as you talk to the girl next to you. By the way, I didn't get your name, she says. Oh, I'm Lion, you say. I'm Kyo Kajiro, she says. That's where you knew her from. She was one of the pro heroes. Well, it's nice, to, it's nice to meet you, Jiro. You said. You too. You ordered another bottle of tequila and another bottle of vodka and continued drinking and laughing. The next thing you know, you got caught staring into her eyes. Those dark purple galactic eyes. And for some reason, you don't feel ashamed getting caught. Without realizing it, you both had leaned into each other and kissed. It was long and slow, but it was amazing. Of all the relationships you'd ever been in, no one have ever, had ever kissed you like this. And you liked it. You both broke the kiss panting for air a few minutes later. Want to head back to my place, she said. You nodded. She took your hand and laid a wad of in ugh, sorry. Laid a stack of cash on the bar. Keep the change, she said. As y'all walked out. She ordered a taxi and our quote quickly sped out of town 
and onto a back road. And I'll stop. He stopped at the at a big house. It was very nice. But also very environmentally. Or environments like. She walked in. She grabbed your hand and continued guiding you in. She unlocked the door and turned on the lights. It was huge and absolutely gorgeous too. You looked around in awe, spinning around with your head just looking straight up. She said, here, go sit in the couch and I'll get us a couple glasses of water. After all, we don't want to have hangovers. He smiled and nodded. You got, you very carefully stumbled over to the couch and sat down. She brought you a glass of water and you took it with both hands, sipping it carefully. When it was empty, you set it on the table next to you. And then looked back at Jiro. She smiled and set her glass down on the table next to her and then stood up and swooped you up into her arms. Now back to where we were at, she said. She walked up a flight of stairs and then threw you on the bed. The air rushed out of your lungs, but you giggled. She then took off her boots and yours too and crawled up on top of you. She kissed you again. This time her hands roamed up under your shirt, making you moan into the kiss. You blushed right, bright red as you did so, but, but you didn't mind really either. She pinned you down and then said, stay and quickly walked out. She came back with a chest in her hand and opened it, grabbing some things and hiding them behind her back as she turned back to you. Say, good, you listened. She set the objects next to her but your eyes stayed trained on her she grabbed one of the objects and before you knew it both your hands were cuffed to one to 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 each of the bed posts on either side you were stuck she looked down at you is this okay she said smiling 
Your grin only widened and said, do your worst. She smiled and said, oh, I will. She carefully grabbed, she then grabbed another object that was next to her and lifted your neck up and put it around you. It was a collar. It had a tag on it and you tried to see what it said. She asked what you were trying to do. It says property of Kiyoka. She said simply. You blushed at it. And then she smiled. Hmm, I have an even better idea, actually. She removed your restraints, but left the collar on. She then very quickly went back to the chest and put the cuffs back into the box. Then went to the chest at the end of her bed and opened it. She tossed a piece of clothing at you. Go put that on and leave the collar, she said. The bathroom straight ahead on your right. You nodded and walked that way. You got into the bathroom. You stripped of everything but your black lace panties. And then pulled on which she had handed to you. It was a leather harness, which perfectly kept your boobs and strapped in the back around your ass. The way the lace bling lingerie went all the way was show ugh, I'm sorry give me a second the lace lingerie was thin and easily see through there we go you looked at yourself in the mirror and decided you look good you took your hair down and found a hairbrush and brushed it out quickly before putting the brush back. You left your clothes there and walked out. When you walked back in, Jiro was in fishnet stockings that came up to her mid-thighs with clips that hooked to a garter belt with thin lace panties on and that were purple and black lace bra as well, which had the suspenders going over her shoulders. She looked hot. You blushed at the side of her as she took her pointer finger 
and made a motion for you to come to her. You did as you were told. Good girl, she said, smiling. She rubbed your head, and without realizing it, she clipped a collar onto you. She clipped a leash onto the collar. Now sit on the bed, she said. You did as you were told, spreading your legs wide. She smiled and blushed. Good. She walked over and put one knee in between your legs and then pushed you back down, pinning you with her body. She still had the leash in her hand. She kissed you passionately while her hands roamed under the under the leather and onto the lace under the leather harness and onto the lace below hmm she smiled to herself she broke the kiss but kept you pinned. She reached behind you and unbuckled the the halt harness, tossing it to the side. Then she let her hands glide freely up under the lace that she had handed you. She then pulled it off of you and tossed it to the side leaving you in nothing but your black but your black lace underwear leaving you in nothing but your black lace underwear come on look at there you're all ready for me took up the suspenders and garter belt, which meant, and then her fishnet stockings. She, she smiled, seeing you blush, like what you see there. Like what you see there, my little music note? You nodded shyly. Good. She very quickly then brought one of her hands to your throat. Do you mind being choked? She said in a very seductive voice. You shook your head. She began making out with you and choking you in the process. It felt great. Her tongue was down your throat and you couldn't breathe. She then removed her hand and and allowed it to glide freely over your body. It went to one of your breasts and began 
play with it. To play. You moaned into the kiss. Which just made Jiro's arousal rise. She then broke the kiss and moved down, looking up at you. She began to suck on one of your nipples and playing with your other breast. As she did so, you tried to hold in your mouth, but to no avail. Eventually, you were a moaning mess. You couldn't help it either. Soon, eventually, she stopped and began leaving kickies and love bites trailing down your stomach until she got to your painting line. She carefully removed your underwear, tossing them to the floor and, lo- and looking and looking at your entire your nude body. The idea of her looking down at your entire nude body made you blush. She looked down and smiled. You're already so wet. She said, let me help you clean up. She dug down and began eating you out. You couldn't contain it anymore. You began screaming her name and begging for her to keep going. Eventually, you you had almost reached your climax, and she must have known it too, because she stopped and reached back into the chest she had brought in. (sighs) She got something out and put on, and put it on. It was a strap on, and God was it big. said, you ready there, little note? You nodded your head even though you knew it wasn't true. She said, all right now, get on your hands and knees like a good little, like a good girl. She said, you did as you were told. She lined she lined it up with you, her hands on your waist, and then rammed into you. You moaned out, screaming with how good it felt. You had had maybe a fling or two within the past few years, but nothing felt this good. I hadn't even realized it, but tears began to stream down your face. Her hand reached up and wiped them away. 
Would you like to wait a minute? She asked sincerely. You nodded your head, slightly ashamed. It's okay, she said. I think I have a good idea for what we should do while we wait, she said. She simply took her hand and ran it up and down your back and then stopped on your ass. She then raised her hand and hit it hard. You moaned out, your hips bucking back into her, making you moan even more. Damn, baby, she said. You're so sensitive. She spanked you hard again, earning another scream. You screamed her name and then bucked back into her again. You began rocking back and forth, moving yourself on the strap on with ease now. Mm-hmm. She said, someone's anxious. She grabbed your hips and pulled you all the way on to, to the strap on, earning a slight whimper from you. She then began to thrust into you. Harder and faster with every move. You're moaning mess, moaning her name loud. And every time you moaned out her name, she took the end of your leash and smacked your ass. Earning another moan. Eventually, you'd, she'd push you so far you'd reached your climax and your, and your release came in waves. Your body was in shock from the exhilaration and your entire body was shaking. What a good girl, she said. She removed the strap on and tossed it and set it down on the chest at the end of her bed. She then very simply removed her undies and her bra. You saw how dripping wet she was. And God, you wanted her. She walked. She crawled over to you and without warning put her pussy right in your face. You couldn't help it. Without warning you began eating her out. She was moaning. She was a moaning mess already. And you couldn't help but but she tasted so dang good. You continued, even though you were still shaking. 
and by the time she reached her climax, she reached her climax. You both felt amazing. She rolled off your face and laid next to you, pulling your, pulling you into her arms. That was great, Lion. She said, her body shaking as well. She pulled you into her. She pulled you into her, cuddling you tight. What a good girl you are. She smet. She said, smirking. But you weren't even listening at this point. You cuddled into her, and slowly drifted off to sleep. Very happy and content with where drinking led you that day. The next morning, you woke up still in her arms. You were both still a naked mess, but you didn't mind. You looked up at her. Come on, let's go get a shower. She said. You walked into the bathroom and started the shower up, getting it ready. It was nice and hot. She walked back in, hiding something behind her back. You go ahead and get in. I'll get us towels. She said. You got in the shower and began. And began court. Stroking your fingers through your hair. She got in behind you and you didn't even know it. But she reached, she wrapped one arm around your waist and reached in front of you. Her fingers slick with something you didn't know what. Until they reached your opening. You gasped slightly with sensitivity. She inserted one finger. You figured out what it was. It was lube. And it was cold. You moaned and whined about how sensitive you were still from the night before. But she didn't care. She continued. Even though you were still sensitive, it didn't stop it from feeling good. As she continued, she then stuck in another two fingers, owning a moan from you. She bent you over, you having to use your hands to keep your from falling against the wall. You were bent over with her hands with her hands around you finger fucking you and it felt great. As you continued as she continued you reached your climax and orgasmed all over the shower. 
She didn't seem to mind, though. You stood up, still shaking. You almost fell over. She caught you. I thought we were cleaning up, you stuttered. Now you can clean up if you'd like, she said. And you did just that. You washed your hair and body and then very carefully got out of the shower, drying yourself off. You didn't really know what you could possibly wear, though. So you had to wait for Jiro to get out. When she got out, you looked at her. I don't have any clothes with me. You said, all right. She grabbed your hand and led you to her walk-in closet. Here, try these on. I think these should fit. And she tossed it over to you. You pulled on the pair of sweatpants and the baggy hood. It was nice and comfortable. And you were rather happy with it. It fits. You said happily. Good. She picked you up bridal style and took you downstairs to the couch. Where she laid you down and they kissed you on the forehead. I'll make breakfast, she said. You began to argue, but she put her finger over your mouth and said, shh. It's either breakfast or another round, she said. You stopped complaining. And that very second, knowing that if going for another round, you would, you probably wouldn't be able to walk for the next week. She handed you the remote to the TV and walked into the kitchen behind you. began to watch NCIS very happily. By the end of the episode, you had eaten eggs, bacon, and a couple of pancakes. And were tired. But you all still had a conversation to have. Or did you? She looked over at you. Ryan, she said. You looked over. Yes, Jiro? She hesitated. She said, call me Kyoka. First off, sounds much better when you moan it anyways. And second off, she said. God, she mumbled. I just want you to be mine. She said, so I guess what I'm asking is, will you go out with me? You know, be my girlfriend? 
smiled and then leaned over and kissed her. Of course. He said simply, I don't just let anybody talk me. He smiled. Uh-huh, she said. You set your you set your plate on the coffee table and lay back down against Jero. She kissed your head and that was the last thing you remember before falling asleep again. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, the next one will be a Shinzo X Heyday listener. So, you know. No smut in that one, but Hope you guys enjoyed, and I will see you next time. Bye!